Hey, thanks so much for tuning into Speechy Things. Please be sure to like this video and subscribe if you want to see more. And feel free to come follow me on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Let's do this. On today's episode, we have Rachel Bakey, in case you didn't know how it's pronounced, from Texas Speech Mom. Hi, Rachel. Oh, thanks for having me here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for joining me because I know I kind of asked you last minute, I feel like, but you made it happen. I so appreciate that. No, this is super exciting. I love being able to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, just a little background on Rachel before I allow her to introduce herself if she would like. <laughs> Rachel is like queen of Instagram. I love what I, you, I, you're my queen of Instagram. I love watching your stories. You are hilarious and re relatable. And we've actually done some projects together, like our um, behavior presentation for the Texas Speech and Hearing Association convention. And so I happen to know that you're a brilliant visionary and your brain just works in a way that like I can't keep up with, but it's so awesome. And you put your heart into everything you do. So that's what I know about you, but do you want to share anything else? <laughs> well, man, I mean, thank you for that little boost there. <laughs> I mean, I speak the yeah. truth. I know. I mean, yeah, I just, you know, I feel been speech therapist for now 12 years and I'm just kind of, it's still something new all the time. I'm kind of like rolling with the punches, <laughs> um, you know, going with the flow with all of this. But, you know, with you, how you said my visionary and can't keep up, but I think that I need you to like keep me grounded. <laughs> <laughs> like cross all my T's and dot all my I's because <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> but that's part of why you're relatable and so much fun to watch because you have pugs flying off furniture and you have a daughter going crazy. And <laughs> it's, it's a full house over here. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's, it's fun to watch though from an outsider's perspective anyway. <laughs> My chaos um, is your pleasure. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so something else about Rachel. So she runs Texas Speech Bomb. She rates, creates awesome resources and you can find them on Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, but she's also worked in like just about every pediatric setting there is, right? Yeah, I, um, I, I've kind of done it all for some reason. I, I didn't really think about it that like that until you had said, you know, since you worked in all the settings, let's talk about that. And it's, it is true. I, you know, from the very beginning, when I was in um, undergrad, I started working even just in the nursing homes in the speech department mm -hmm. um, and kind of got a little taste for that. And then um, after grad school, I dove, you know, headfirst into the hospital setting for rehab. And that was where I was with all the adult population. Um, okay. I think the biggest thing is that through each stage of my life, I also have adjusted the setting that I've worked in to kind of work along with my life the best. Um, that's you know, so awesome that that's, that's sort of something that I've done and stuck to, awesome. which is why literally each time I would change a setting was because I was in a different stage of my life. Um, which is probably why it's kind of kept it going, <laughs> you know, just kind of, you know, exploring it's always exploring I think that's what's so great about our field is that there's so many options and there's so many different ways to do, use our career our degree that it never really gets boring um it, you can yeah. burn out in every single one of them but it it doesn't get boring um if you if you don't let it <laughs> yeah that's such a good point and it is funny like I'm not sure you know I'd have to really think about it but I know in grad school like 
I was torn on adults or pediatrics and I'm glad I went with peds, but I mean, I just love the whole field, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, is that as long as you just, um, kind of follow with what your gut is, um, I thought that I would just be doing brain injury with adults forever. That was going to be my thing forever. And then I sort of grew out of that setting in relation to how it was working for my own personal life. And I explore the world of little, little kids. And I haven't really looked back. I know. And think (laughs) if you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like we make plans and God laughs, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Um, so I was kind of thinking today, like, so on Instagram, you share a lot of your personal life and you share tons of awesome therapy ideas. And like, we, we were just saying that's so easy to go find for people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at texasbeachmom.com. You can follow her at texasbeachmom on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But what I love about you is your heart and your passion for people and your understanding that people are burning out left and right in this field all the time. And, you know, I mean, we may not specifically speak today about grad students, but I know you and I both have a huge heart for grad students and CFYs or CFs, I guess, not yeah. the year itself, but the actual human. Well, yeah, I call them CFYs too. I feel like <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, so I was kind of thinking maybe we just touch on some topics that aren't necessarily directly therapy related, but more personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I was kind of thinking we start with, you know, you've been in all these different settings and maybe some pros and cons that you found in each one or like any struggles you came up with and how you dealt with them. Yeah. You know, I think before, before any, it doesn't matter which thing that I always try to remind myself and then also try to remind other people whenever they reach out with a certain stress is that, it doesn't matter what setting you're in. We all have the same degree that we worked really hard for and we're very specialized. And um, it's to always like make sure that you keep that in mind. And I feel like I had to check myself a couple of times because, you know, when I was working in the hospital, I had to remind myself, you know, I still have this really great degree. No, I'm not a doctor and no, I'm not a nurse, but I also, I'm the speech language pathologist on staff and I have a solid degree and it, that has played true for every single setting is that um, it's okay to feel the feels and, you know, be humble when things are really tough, but to also remind yourself, like, you know, worked really hard for this degree. And this is a very specialized field that not everyone can do if they don't have the licensing and the the education that we do. So um, that's sort of like a big thing that I remind myself Constantly, because I think com- you can get in that comparison trap really easily of like, oh, I just don't know enough, or you know, a coworker or somebody can kind of, you know, y- you can second guess everything that you want to do, and it's just always have to like come back to, you know, home base again and be like, okay, hold on, I'm the one, I have the degree in this, like, and even if you don't know the answer, you have the mindset and the skill set to go home and research it, and then you go back the next day and. Um, and do it. So I think um, that's something that can be so hard for us. Like even, I know we're not all female, you know, but a lot of, a lot of speech therapists are women. And I feel like that's something that can be so difficult to like, you know, stand, stand strong. Like, no, this is my opinion. And my opinion matters. I deserve to be here and have a 
seat at this table and this is what I have to say. Absolutely. Um, that can be hard to do. And I think that, you know, because I started in the hospital setting first, that that's maybe like where I was able to like really practice that realization. And was I probably, you know, when I look back, I can't believe half the stuff that I was do it because I probably was just young and naive like I got this you know it's okay but (laughs) (laughs) when I look it's just it's intense in the hospitals but um you know there were a lot of times where I was having to go into meetings with doctors and stuff and still like that's where I really try to learn that you know we've we've got a solid field here like we have a good foundation of what we have to do to become speech pathologists so absolutely and hopefully like, people respect that. If they don't, then we might have to command it. Right. And, or it's time to move on. And that's another thing is that you don't, you're not stuck in the same setting forever. Like if, if it's not working for you and if you are not feeling it and if it is not making you excited, then your life is short and you can easily go to another setting and you can still touch as many lives and you can still fulfill your own need of, um, what you're doing every day. You're not, we have this great degree that allows us to work in, and we're in need still, you know? So um, I think that's always been kind of the deal is that I'm like, this isn't working anymore. I want to go find something else. <laughs> if I could just like, I just like want to put you on a pulpit right now and be like, that's what you need applause button. Good. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to them about that. Um, (laughs) But I feel like even if it's not a setting switch, even if you just change place of work within the same, Mm -hmm. I don't know, right. Within the same like clinical setting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then, I mean, if you're not appreciated where you are, if you're not being treated right, it Mm -hmm. is okay to leave. And I feel like it's so easy to feel stuck. And because is the grass greener on the other side? Is it going to be even worse the next place I am? Like, that's such a scary thing. But I think too many people stay in situations where they're not being treated right as an employee and it only hurts everyone. Absolutely. Like, there's just no need to put yourself through. You've you've put yourself through all these years of school and there's no need to put yourself through years of misery of whatever job setting that you're in. Because and And it's an unusual benefit of our field that we can go find something different. Um, and of course there are different situations. I know that I've had these pep talks with, you know, some people that are in small towns or even, you know, big cities where there's not a whole lot of variety of what they have to offer there. Um, but you know, for the most part, it's really just, and you know, I never because even if I looking at my resume, it's like, was great for like a solid like maybe three years and then things would either change either with myself like with my own life or you know um I wouldn't I would just adjust because I always I want to be able to do this job for the long run so um I just have to want to make sure that it works for the long run that's such a great point check in with yourself and and with your life and like take a step back look at it is this working for me yes or no right great advice Um, okay. So you were in the hospital working with adults, which I don't know why. I don't think I realized that you had started with adults that like blows my mind now. Cause you're so like, I just think of preschool when I think of you. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. I was, um, so and, and I, when I was working there, so it was a, um, 
there was inpatient hospital and then there was also the rehab side and it was for traumatic brain injury. So, um, I did start to, they kind of would put you in certain, you know, patient base and I did start to get some of the younger ones, but you know, it was, it was hard for me working with the adults because it was very, it was hitting home a lot, a lot of like newlyweds and, and brain injuries on honeymoons and stuff like that. And that was hard because I was newly married. Um, and there was just a lot of patients that have touched me that I will never forget, like just touched my soul. But I knew like, this is weighing me down a lot. Um, this baggage was a lot for me to carry around. Um, and I just, I knew that I had to find something different and I knew that I wanted to kind of be a little bit more creative and fun. I wanted the fun side of therapy because it is, it's a medical speech pathologist. It's tough. It's, it's very serious because you're doing very serious real life right. changes and the family members are there praying for miracles. So, well, and um, they know what they've lost too. That's what struck me so much they about working with adults. Yeah. Yeah. And a kid, like, I mean, they're still full of joy and wonder no matter uh, what is going yeah. on. You know, you know, 90% of them are like so happy to see you. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. And then it just depends on the day. <laughs> depends on if so. I bought the right toy, if I remembered to set up the way. <laughs> and then I'm not like pulling them out of recess. Then it's fine. <laughs> so wait, so next was the schools for you? So, yeah. So there were, you know, when we were in the hospital, there were actually a handful of us that we were like, we were done. Um, and so it was kind of like, well, where are you going? And we had found out of this contractor and he, um, he lured us very easily, <laughs> like Daniel, this little carrot, nice little carrot over by the school system. And a lot of us went, um, and that did make it a little bit easier to, you know, I had that kind of backup, like, are we doing this? Are we doing this right? Um, and so I went into the public school system, but I was, zone to be the traveling therapist for the private schools within the okay. school. Gotcha. Um, it's something I didn't realize, but I guess if you're in a private school, you're still, um, you're still allowed to get that therapy. A lot of private schools don't know that hmm. <laughs> they're paying the taxes and everything. So a lot of the, the families in the private schools get therapy through the local ISD. So I traveled, I, I packed my trunk and I, it was the, it was such a difference from what I had been doing um, because I was working less hours and, and getting paid more <laughs> and less stress. And, and um, it was great. And, you know, still at the time, my husband was in dental school, so he was super busy. So it was just kind of like changing things up and then filling in mm-hmm. that time and, and um but like everything, everything, everything great sometimes can come to a crashing halt. And just like everybody, my caseload got out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the amount of schools that I had and the kids that I it was just so crazy. Um, and then balancing the paperwork. And it was just, I, I started to feel like it wasn't the type of therapy that I was wanting to do because it was just all the hoops to jump through. And, um, and it amazes me. Again, school-based therapist amazes me. Um, it's not easy. You know, I would love to like just pause on that for a second because caseload and just the volume of children that these school therapists are expected to serve is outrageous. Yeah. But then it's like, I mean, I don't know if you have any advice for them or... 
you know, <laughs> or, or is you're suggesting like you might have to just move on, like if they're not willing to make it reasonable for you. That um, if you were to ask me even a year ago, I probably would have been like, you know, you should, you know, rally up your union and get everyone on board. And and but the reality is, is that I think we're now at the point where like you have to it's to know when to walk away, maybe and and, and find something different because I don't I don't know. There's just not a lot of advocating for the speech therapists out there right now in the school mm-hmm. systems. And the problem is, is that our caseloads are the least of their concerns. Um, They are so overwhelmed with everything that like it's, and I think that was also a hard thing for, I would imagine that would be a hard thing to be like complaining about, especially this year. Like my case was so high, but then the teachers are like in horrible situations and the principals having to make all, it's just, it's like such a crazy. And now that I've started to hear of other therapists, like just leaving and, and finding something different, I think that, you know, it's, it's scary, but it's a scary leap of faith, but yeah. so is like your like well-being <laughs> and your mental health. And Absolutely. Uh, I don't really know what the answer is. There's so many kids in each school and I mean, yeah, they need to hire more therapists, but it's just, it's a real, it's a real thing. I think probably procedures could probably change and maybe kids could get off of the caseload quicker, but there's so much that has to happen. I mean, there would be kids on my caseload that I would look at them and be like, why are they still getting there? Like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd have to go through like 18 meetings, it felt like, just to get them off. And it was just easier just to keep them in the groups almost. And that was what was hard to to just kind of prioritize what's the biggest need <laughs> at that yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough, it's, I think this is a, like a turning point for our field of us like putting a foot down and saying like, no, this is not right. Like this can't, this is not practical um, to knowing like just to pick your battles, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even now, so after the schools, I went on to, um, I left and I had my daughter and then I, I took about a year off for, I guess my own maternity leave yeah. um you know yeah and so and then once I went back I just it was hard to kind of figure out what I wanted to do so I did the clinic um the private practice and I'm part-time for them and um and even with that sometimes it's it, it has a lot of you know um positive things to it as far as in my time of life right now of being part-time and getting to pick how many kids I want on my caseload and and what days I want to work and and it's, it's, it's a lot more flexibility, but you know, if I don't see a kid, I don't get paid. So mm-hmm. it's also like trying to take what you want, but then I, that's why I was able to start this other business from home. Um, so that I could kind of do more with my daughter. So, yeah, that's such an awesome balance. And like, and I love that that's an option for all of us, you know, I yeah. mean, to create your own schedule. Like that's out there that exists, you know, yes. <laughs> in reach for everybody it's just depending on now you may not get summers off but that's kind of that stings every year (laughs) every year it's kind of like yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know because it is like a big deal when you're like I'm gonna be out of town this one week and (laughs) I I gotta reschedule you and yeah yeah um (laughs) you know I kind of wanted to circle back just for a second because I love what you were saying about like protecting your mental health 
because I think that's something that we just don't do enough of. Like we're in a culture that glorifies being busy and, and I mean, oh gosh, kids are like piano lessons, zoo school, kickboxing, like I don't, like so busy. We're all so busy and it starts at such a young age now. So I feel like maybe we expect to have to feel really, really busy at work, but like, to me, it should ebb and flow. There are going to be times in every job that you're right. busy, but there should be times where it's very manageable. And well, if you're not like, doing that, that's a problem. I think you're right. And I think the thing is, is that we're still very much in a time mindset where, um, you know, being busy means that you're being, you're successful. Mm. And it's been very, especially this year of just like, you can still be successful and not go, 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 go. And really learning how to utilize my hours correctly. Um, because I am queen of burnout and I can run myself into the ground. And then it takes me like weeks to get back into realizing, um, you know, I am going to just use this time slot right here and just really make the most of it and then put it away. Because if I'm working all throughout the night, that doesn't mean that I'm like more successful the next morning when I wake up. It just means that I'm more tired and <laughs> still have something else that needs to get done. And um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. And it's a scary, it's very scary. It's taken me, I think probably all of 2020 to finally realize that I don't have to be pulling hours into the middle of the night because in the morning I was just realizing like I still have a full list of things to do but the only difference is that I'm literally beyond exhausted and now I have like a child that I have to take care of and like it just wasn't working <laughs> so um it was like hope this works you know and it, it's been fine like I it's you know things are still going the world still turns the sun still comes up it doesn't matter how late you stay up working so Absolutely. And I've noticed you just like stepping away more and taking a break. And, and I think, I mean, you know, hopefully we can all find more room to do that. And, and just keeping in mind, you know, we, we talk about, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Mm -hmm. And that goes for your family, but also these kids we're servicing. If we're burnt out, we're not providing the best care that we can. And I'm not putting blame on the therapist. I'm just, throwing it out there, you know, it's just, well, something to and I think every single therapist out there can remember specifically certain times of when something major had just gone down with like the politics and the work, in the work field, you know, of like, Oh, and, and this person said, you know, you hear something, but then you've got to go to a therapy session and you've got a kid in front of you, but you probably don't even remember a thing that you've just said with that child or my mind would just be spinning of like whatever has just gone down. And the same goes in my own personal life. You know, sometimes I'll, by the time I drop my daughter off at school and I'm driving away and I'm like, I don't remember one thing that we just talked about. And that was when I was just like, I have got to like pump the brake somewhere because there's just so much, it's a lot to take on. And um, I think with even the therapist, like we wear a lot of hats um, and it's a lot to juggle. And it's this many years into my career and I still haven't mastered it, but at least I feel like I'm becoming more aware of it, of, um, you know, talk when I'm, how do you 
closed doors at certain times. This family struggle and this upset child and this, you know, um, co-worker that was venting about something. And it's just like a lifelong thing to practice, I think, of balancing it. Because there is no real balance. It's just... Um, you know, when, one, when you're doing a lot on one thing, it, it just has to be like a seesaw effect kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's such but. a good point. Just doing, I mean, there's only so much we can do, but doing our best to, to protect what's important to us and, right. and be present in the moment. That's such a good point too. Right. And, and to be present, there's, it's a lot of, I take a lot of pressure myself to be present in the moment, present in the moment. And Sometimes it's just not possible um, to be present um, because, you know, of, of the amount of people, when you think of like a caseload of ours, the amount of people that you have to be thinking about on a week to week basis is a lot of different lives that you've kind of taken on yourself. And um, I think it's just that it's okay if you're not being present for certain things, but to designate a time to be present. Mm. Um, so I might not be that great when I'm driving on my way to work and then having to drop off a preschool real quick. But I know by the time the end of the day, like it's, I'm shutting that off and I'm like all in at dinner and bedtime and all that stuff. Um, and that's the only way that I figured out really try to make a little bit more balance because there's a lot of people's lives in my little head <laughs> that I'm like going through and trying to think about and problem solve and, and, you know, get through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if, do you have any like final thoughts you want to share? I mean, I'm, I'm excited for people to listen to this. I feel like it's so relatable and it's like something that's hard to admit to ourselves sometimes. And maybe you feel alone in it. And I think a lot of people are going to hear this and hopefully feel a little better. I know, you know, maybe we didn't solve the world's problems today, but at least we're. <laughs> oh, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the emails to come in. <laughs> I know. And you know, and I, there isn't, everyone's situation is different. And I know that whenever I like get on Instagram and start talking about um, certain things, everyone's situation is different. And I think that the bottom line is that you can't do it all at the same time, but you can do like just pick and choose kind of thing. Um, and and learn from mistakes. I mean, we're not going to get it right. And if we this session doesn't go great, or if you didn't do something great at home, and and you have to like you have to just start fresh every day. Yeah. Um, and and also a big tip is that you know something is as far as like when the work gets really hard is to write out what you think is going wrong, and it might not be as much as you think it is. Um, so at, I used to. Like if I had a huge, when I had the huge caseload and I used to think everybody on my caseload is so hard. I don't know how to fix any of this and I don't know any of, you know, what to do. And then I finally would like sit down and write the names of like, okay, which kid am I struggling with? And then by actually seeing it on a piece of paper, it would be like five out of like 60. <laughs> but those five are the ones that are just clouding your vision of like, how bad is your day? And it's really, and they might even have something in common and they usually do. And so that'll like focus, like, how can I calm this down? And it goes for everyday life. If I think like, I have so much to do, this house is crazy. I can't balance work. But then if I sit and I'm like, well, actually like 
maybe if you just like did a little bit of laundry and like kicked <laughs> out the room and then, like it kicked up, it, like things would not feel as chaotic. And yeah. just really like actually getting the thoughts out of your head and on paper so you can see. Um, maybe your caseload really isn't as horrible as it feels and that it's just a couple that you need to try to focus on. <laughs> that so. is such good advice. And I don't think <laughs> I've ever done that but I will start because it's so easy to feel so overwhelmed. That's such a good point. Whenever it's actually written right in front of you, like, okay, this is manageable. Yeah. It's kind of like the same concept. We always hear, you know, somebody, everybody can say nice things to you, but if you have one negative comment or review, it'll ruin everything where it's really just one person. So it's the same thing as far as like how you, how out of control your caseload might feel it's really just maybe a handful of problems. And so I don't know, I'm just a big guy. I have to see it because, or else it's going to become this huge thing in my mind. And I like, I'm all over the place. So oh my gosh. we can cut this whole episode down to the last two minutes. That was fantastic <laughs> advice. I love that. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm going to use that. You just blew my mind. That was awesome. Yeah. Ooh, what a good there you go. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time. I know you're obviously you're busy, but thank you for shifting and seesawing to fit me in. Again, you can find Rachel at Texas Speech Mom on Instagram, TexasSpeechMom.com, Texas Speech Mom on TBT. And I think that well, there's and there's probably a Facebook page. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Texas anyway. Speech Mom all over. You know where to find me. Well, thank you again, girl. I hope you have a great night. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.